welcome to the Holistic You podcast. I'm your host, James Wyler. The purpose of this podcast is to teach you the things you didn't get taught in school, to teach you the things your parents didn't teach you about living a balanced life, from career through to spirituality, knowledge through to inspiration, exercise through to wealth, and nutrition through to relationships. We help inspire you with the confidence for your own personal development journey. back to another episode of the Holistic You podcast. Today on the show, I welcome Ali Flynn. Now, Ali actually wears many hats. She actually has a podcast called Challenges That Change Us, and that was why I originally was keen to interview her. My social media manager, Amy, actually introduced me to Ali. Welcome to the show, Ali. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. When I've listened to your stuff, the things that really resonate with me is when you say, this is the stuff I wish someone had told me. I mean, God, like how much do we walk in life as an adult going, how did I not know that? (laughs) So true. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that about your podcast and I'm sure the audience are taking so much away. Yeah, oh, that's really nice to hear, Ali, especially from someone of your pedigree. I did some research on Ali and her podcast has had about 200 reviews, lots of downloads. Yeah, you're a bit of a podcast powerhouse. So that's really nice feedback from you. And Ali, I guess today, really, I wanted to get you on the show to do really a two-part episode. Part one, just about your journey and specifically your journey of resilience. And then part two, we're going to focus on understanding our own personality in all different forms. But just to start off with, can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Because as I mentioned before, I know you wear many hats and you just were telling me earlier that you actually recently sold one of your businesses. Yes. I mean, how long have we got, right? I think particularly in the topic of resilience, it's an interesting word and I think it gets passed around easily these days without really understanding what that word means to each person as an individual and and how they can, I guess, build their muscle of resilience in their own life. And I just recently did a big talk with one of the big four banks around this very topic and it really made me reflect on my life and think, how did I develop resilience? And it, it started at a really young age. So resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And I think sometimes there's a misconception out there that resilience is about bouncing back really quickly when you're still in the moment. And I would say to the audience, think about it as more as bouncing back after. So if you're in crisis or you've got a lot going on right now, you can still be super resilient and fall over. That doesn't mean you're not resilient. So, you know, my, my background starts from a very young age. I grew up in quite a, um, a violent home and experienced lots of trauma as a kid. And I was so fortunate and privileged to go to private school. You know, it's one of the things that I think school saved my life in many, many ways. But what it did do was I was surrounded by people that believed in me and saw a future for me. So whenever I doubted myself, I'd rock up at school and someone would, they didn't think anything different. They didn't know what was happening at home. And so they just always saw this vision in this big picture and they believed and they supported. And and one of the key things that I took away from that is starting to understand that there's only certain things in life you can control and there's things in life you can't control and putting your energy into what you can control. 
So I don't know, um, James, if you've, yeah. if you've ever done that, like get a piece of paper and write, like draw it in half and at the top write what I can control and at the bottom write what I can't control and then brain dump everything, right? So just say we're talking about COVID, the topic of, you know, the last couple of years. Yeah. You can't control the government and what they decide to do. You can't control if you catch COVID, but you can control your behaviours and how you relate to other people. You can control whether you personally wear a mask or not. So brain dumping everything down. And then I usually write at the bottom of um, the page that says what you can't control. I have a little mantra that says, I choose to let go of what I can no longer or what I can't control. And so everything on that page, whenever that feels like it's getting too big or overwhelming or like, you know, you just think, how am I going to map my way through this? If it's in that section that is you have no control over it, have that little mantra, I choose to let go of what I can't control. That and is get so work, good. I love yeah, that. And get to work on the shit you can control, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then make a plan off that. So that was definitely something that I got really early on from school. And the other thing was, you know, you may not choose the cards you're dealt in life, but you get to choose how you play them. So, you know, you can't necessarily change the adversity that's going to come your way. We all have adversity. We all have grief. We all have moments of feeling overwhelmed. We all have all sorts of things happen to us. But um, how we choose to play the game, the perspective, what we do with that information, how we flip it into some strengths or into gold nuggets, that all happens with the what we have on the inside and, and our own skill set and our own strength and our own belief in ourselves. So that was sort of the other thing that I gained from school around around resilience. But um, yeah, sorry. and Ali and Ali, just to jump in there. So Ali and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about the the presentation that you did do to the Big Four Bank. So Ali is now in such a situation where she's you're literally being paid to present on resilience. And that's just sort of testament to you and your journey um, of, you know, as you mentioned, you had, and we're going to talk more about your struggles, but where you are now versus where you were and how far you've come. And, and I guess if you hadn't struggled that much, would you be where you are now? So I, I really like that that sort of way that you look at it. Absolutely. And I, I can tell you the answer to that. I would absolutely not be where I am today. Like my adversity has gotten me to where I am. And, and the fact that now I can share that story with people actually – have to really think about it though like mm. you know I don't see myself as resilient um when I hear the story or when I hear myself saying it I know that it is resilience intellectually but as a human that's not something I necessarily res- resonate so much with so I have to really think about what are the things what are the what are the things that have helped me along the way to be resilient to have that ability to bounce back I know we haven't got to James, but at 30, I had a stroke. I was um, young, big. I just opened the business. My background's in, I did I studied psychology and law at uni and went to work as a therapist with kids that were homeless or at risk of homelessness and worked a lot in the trauma space, sexual assault, domestic violence. There's no surprises as to why I ended up in that space. But when I had my own children, I stepped away because I thought, oh, they need the energy from me. Like, I can't give to my clients like I have been in the last few years. So I was kind of at home as a mom thinking, God, what am I going to do? And that's when I became a PT. So I got an opportunity to one of the gyms I was training at said, hey, would you come and be a PT? And I was like, oh, that's still helping people. That would be fantastic. What do I got to do? How do I sign up? And started doing that and then opened my own business in personal training. And, you know, about, oh, God, I can't even remember. I feel like it's six weeks or six months after I um, was up in the bathroom getting ready to run a boot camp. And 
I got this headache on the left side of my head and pins and needles down the right, like your typical stroke signs. And I remember thinking, holy shit, I'm having a stroke. And then didn't think anything more of it. But the headache was like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was so intense that I knew my life was in danger. Like there was a moment that I was like, something is seriously wrong. And I screamed out to my husband and he rushed me and my three, I had three kids under three and a half at that stage. And he rushed all of us to the hospital. And by the time I got to the hospital, I couldn't recognize my mom. I couldn't recognize Greg works at the hospital. I couldn't recognize his colleagues. Like I was, I was in serious wow. trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I was just going to say, and that instinct obviously led you, and then intuition led you to actually know it was something really bad. Yeah, and I think anyone that's come that kind of close, I don't know whether it's close to death or, you know, your life's in danger, you kind of know something's up, right? Like, that's all I can say. I don't have the words to describe it, but you you just know that it's serious. And, you know, from there, I lost my short-term memory and couldn't read and write, and at times I struggled to stand on one leg, and I spent months in hospital, and then... You know, one of the things in that space when I think about resilience was knowing that you need to accept where you are. Like, that was something that came my way and I fought it and fought it and fought it and it wasn't until I started accepting it that I was able to start to put in strategies to move forward. So if there's any of your audience out there, when you think about resilience, the first place is that, you know, what can I control, what can't I control and accepting where you are in that moment and not necessarily being really angry and resentful about what's happened. It's like, we're here now. However we got here, whatever's happened, I can't change it. These things I can't control. Let's find a way to move forward from this space. Yeah. That's such a good way to look at it. Yeah. And I guess that there's a few key components when I think about resilience and the stroke's probably something that people can resonate with quite well because we all know what strokes are and we've most of us have kind of experienced that in our life in some way like a grandparent or a parent maybe not someone at 30 but you know we kind of most people understand what that is so they kind of have a vision of what a stroke is and you sort of imagine that people do have a recovery process in that um if you are going through adversity and you do need to like tap into that resilience the other really important point is to have a purpose You know, you've got to know why you're doing what you're doing. So when I was in hospital and on my hardest days, I was so crystal clear on my purpose. I wanted to get home to my three kids and my husband and nothing was going to stop me, you know, and that just makes the hard days easier. They're not necessarily easy, but they're just that little bit easier because you can wake up in the morning, you put your feet on the ground and you know exactly what you're doing and why you're there and what you're trying to achieve. So finding purpose amongst adversity is really, really critical to be able to bounce back from that adversity. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you had obviously your purpose. Do you have some practical tips on how people that maybe their purpose isn't as obvious as yours was, how they can find that? You know, I listened to an amazing podcast, and I really wish I could tell you who it was, but my short-term memory is not going to let me. Um, The other day on your purpose in life can be different to your daily purpose or your purpose at work, and I think that may be something that people might be struggling with is sometimes they're looking for this big life purpose, and you don't always know that. That's something that um, you might stumble across or you might do some strategy on and then find it, but you can just have purpose in your everyday So if you're someone that, and we're going to be talking about this in the second episode, how your personality impacts performance, but if you're someone that growth is really important to you as a human and that's something that motivates and drives you, then 
having growth within your everyday life and within your workplace can be your purpose. It doesn't have to be about having a massive impact. I think, and your purpose can change over time. And I'm still trying to find my purpose, life purpose. Like I know I want to help people from the inside out. Like I always think about let's start internally and then work on the externals. How do we start to get self-worth and how do we start to heal and how do we start to accept who we are so that we can relate better to ourselves and the people around us that we want to. But that purpose changes the language over time. Like sometimes I say I want to heal sexual violence or sometimes I might say something like, you know, my purpose here at the gym, we run a gym here and the purpose is um, to train the person, not just the body. So my sole purpose when I come to work here is, like, how can I help people understand that anyone can teach you to squat? You can go to any gym and learn to squat, but how do we work with the person so they can train consistently over time and know what's important for them in their training? What's going to make a difference to them in six months, six years? If they say they want to lose five kilos, okay, well, what would be different in your life if you lost five kilos? Let's peel that onion and break it down. Like, why is that important to you? And what will it mean to you? And you usually get to something like, it'd be good to feel good naked or, you know, I'd feel more confident. Like, so the confidence is attached to the five kilos. So if you lost five kilos today, how would your confidence be improved? And they're like, oh, I don't really know. You know, so it's just asking questions and peeling back that onion and and just asking more questions like why, what, how, who. Like get really curious like a child, the curiosity of a child. And that can help with your purpose. But I guess long story short, it is hard to find your purpose, but break it down to what's my purpose right now or what's my purpose in work versus what's my life purpose. Yeah, that's so inquisitive, Ali, and I love that you asked the why because the why is always, you know, the reason behind the what and uh, it, it really gives you way better insight. So there's just so much wisdom you, you've got. That's it's really great. And I like the fact that you said to break your purpose down um, for each area of your life because, yeah, there's just so many facets to what we can do. And obviously, you know, that's what the podcast, my podcast is all about, you know, the eight underpinning areas of your life that you have to try and get in balance. Um, yeah. So, And I think yeah. this will really, I guess, get layered and, and have a deeper conversation around this when we talk about how our personality impacts performance. I think that would be a great episode for people to listen to if they are questioning their purpose. I think yeah. that could really help. They might find some answers in that space. Yeah, absolutely. And for you personally, obviously, as you mentioned, you've gone through, you know, various traumas in your life. So practically speaking, how have you, I guess, dealt with that trauma and kind of converted it into positive energy? And I know we've been through the, you know, can control and can't control, but is there anything else that you can share with us that can help us? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, the first thing I would say is to honour your feelings. I think there's, there's, At the moment, I guess when we're talking a lot about gratitude, gratitude is a strategy that we use. Um, We don't want it to compress the feelings. So if you have lost someone and you're grieving, you need to feel that grief. Like someone said on my podcast last week, you've got to feel it to heal it. And so honouring those emotions is the very first step before we layer it with strategy. And so gratitude is a strategy. Mindset is a strategy. Breathing is a strategy. So once you've honoured your feelings and you've given yourself the space to grieve, to be scared, to be upset, all of those things, and really not try to compress those, it's then you can get to work on, well, what are all the tools in my toolbox that I can use here? And what worked for you one week 
may not work for you the next week and that's okay. So you want to build your life toolbox over time. And I guess that's what you're asking is what are some of those tools? So I think about mindset. I think about there's this beautiful quote that is around attitude and it's it the essence, it's too long to remember off by heart, especially when you have short-term memory loss. But the essence of it is we get to choose the attitude we wake up with every morning. That's yeah. it. It's that simple. No one else chooses it for us. Before you put your two feet on the ground for the morning, you can actually spend a moment thinking about what is my intention for today and what attitude am I going to show up with? Couldn't agree more. And I think that's that time before you get out of bed, there's some really cool stuff you can do there. So you can have awareness of how far you've come. So like that gratitude piece of being grateful for what you do have, not what you don't have. You can think about where you are right now. So what is it that you're working on right now? And then you can also do a bit of future pacing stuff. So what is my intention for the day? Or what do I need to do to kind of muster up the determination I need today to do what I want to achieve? So that's even before you get out of bed. And I think sometimes how many of us, if you put up your hand and you're really honest with yourself, just get up. You wake up and you just get up. Or you spend the first few moments with your inner critic as best friends going, I don't want to do this. I'm too tired. I'm too lazy to get up. Like you have all of these nasty thoughts in your head before you even get up. So if we can just spend a moment to like reflect and take a breath and think about the attitude that we really want to show up for ourselves and for our loved ones before we even get out and set an intention for the day, that can make a big difference in that moment. The other things that I think about is breath work. So your breath is with you every day everywhere and again no one else has any control over that so just a simple act of placing your hand on your heart is enough just to kind of get in tune with your breath or even doing nothing other than observing your breath so if you just take a moment and you can do that now just take a moment and just notice notice how you're breathing in through the nose do you breathe out through the mouth not trying to change it in any way but just observing it noticing if it's smooth or fast. And if anyone's doing that, you'll probably already feel a tiny sense of calm starting to come over you just in the simple act of observing. And I think that's when we talk about... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When we talk about meditation and mindfulness, they're all great, but sometimes they're like level four or five and sometimes you need to start with just at the beginning and just that simple act of observing your breath or hand on the heart can just give you and your body and your mind a moment just to find the pause and the gap and breathe and, and reset for the next moment or the next chapter or the next meeting. Ali, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always such an honour to be invited onto a show. Thanks for listening to the Holistic You podcast, where we inspire you with the confidence to live a happy, healthy and more balanced life. If you found today's content meaningful, please tag me in your stories or posts or follow me on Instagram. Like and subscribe and leave a five-star written review.